Welcome to the Stuff and Chug Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Uh, hello, my name is Albert. To the Jami. My name. Oh, sorry. And my name is Ruthie. Hey, Jami, this isn't spoilers, please. Anymore. Hey, man. Ruthie goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I go first, Jami. Yeah. This is Trump's America. On, Guys man. goes first. <laughs> This Wait. is the patriarchy. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Yeah. You relinquished your role in the Stuff and Junk show. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, 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 here we are, Albert, Ruthie, and Jaming. And I'd like to say this is actually also the 500th podcast episode released on whowhatworstwhy.com. Hey, now. This is between uh, Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is a podcast that ended in like 30-something episodes <laughs> right, or something. Right, right. Don't, you got, don't you got, focus on the negative. You got Spoilers, Please, which, is, which hit 200 episodes. Again, don't, spo- don't focus on the negative because that's canceled too. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not true. It's canceled. <laughs> yeah. It's been merged. You got also extra stuff, extra spoils. Not completely canceled, but we're up to episode 48. It's hibernation. And this is episode 218 of the Stuff and Junk Show. And all that combined is 500 episodes. Hey. Yay. Where's the, where's the little button all there? Right, here, here we go. go. Here we go. You just can't wait for that sun bite then. Good huh? lord. That song's <laughs> all right, long all right, all right. That song's going to be long in this episode, man. Good lord. But yeah, 500 episode. Um, since, but back then, we had like four podcasts per month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just Stuff and Junk Show wow. and occasionally. Right. Okay. So, it's going to be probably another like five or six years before we hit like like uh, another thousand. A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he focused on the negative, man. I think he's just... I'm so, just being realistic. Yeah. But either way, uh, welcome to the 500 episode on whowhatworstwhite.com. Uh, thank you for your support all these years and all the stuff that we actually made it to 500. I guess I should thank myself since I've oh, been Jesus every Christ. single one of those episodes. Right. <laughs> well, not every uh, single episode. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Are you, finished? Are you finished now? Yeah, yeah I'm finished. All right. I'm finished. And, and, on this two, and, and on this 218th episode of the show, we are going to be talking about uh, my little beef with Chevron. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll mention that. And then we're also going to be talking about our coworkers. The, the odd ones that I yeah. want to kind of talk about. Like, behind. are we being mean or are we just like talking think, about the odd ones? I, I mean, I guess you can be mean. I'm, I'm thinking more, I'm, for me, it's more of an observation. For yeah. me, it's more like my personal gripes. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine too. That's fine too. And we have a bunch of stuff on the, uh, the, the what's going on segment. I actually have like 11 items there or something like that. And then at the very end, for supporters, please, in this segment, um, Jaming is, me and Jaming are going to be talking about Netflix, BBC's Bodyguard. Which is the remake of the Whitney Houston uh, Kevin Costner movie. And, uh, okay, ready, oh, ready. is it really? No, it's not. Not what? at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I, should, I got to grab all my notes then. Yeah, Good yeah, Lord. yeah. But, but, but I now, obviously have not seen that movie yet. <laughs> but for now, uh, Jamming is going to relinquish his, his uh, co-hosting duties right now. He'll be, he'll come back for the Sports wah, Please wah, segment. Wah. So, Jamming, uh, thank you for your time. Peace out. Uh, Bye, and I'll talk to you I'll later right for Bodyguard mm-hmm. in about probably 30 minutes. Cool. All right, and on with the show. So this actually actually happened to me a few weeks ago I, during Christmas, well, between Christmas and now? New Year's. No, no, not not me, not me. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll try and remember how it happened because I tried to block it out of my head, but I think I, I kind of want to mention it here anyway. Uh, I normally go to Chevron. I've been going to Chevron for as long as I as long as I've had a car. I've been going to Chevron. That's like my go-to place. 
I know you don't have a car, so you don't probably have a go-to place. But, <laughs> but I have no place to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I I never go to Chevron, you know, Chevron and Techron and all that stuff. The Happy Car, or whatever. Since when have you had a Chevron? You don't have a Chevron in New York? No, I said since when have you, have you had a Chevron? Or does it not necessarily? I obviously don't know anything about cars. No, no, you know how you know how like there there are different oil companies. There, Ar- Arco and Mobile and Chevron. Oh, like and not Shell. the car, like the gas place. Yes, the, the where you get oh. the gas for the car, petroleum, oh. oil. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but anyways. Oh, not to be confused with Chevrolet, guys. <laughs> oh, Chevrolet. Oh, is that what we're taking of? Do we have a Chevron here now? Thank you. Yeah, congratulations with that misunderstanding. <laughs> Thank you. That was so hard. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of hard work. But, I but, appreciate it. But yeah, so I, I normally go to Chevron. I mean, it, it isn't always the cheapest gas out there, right? But but I go I go to Chevron because I always assume like, oh, it's Chevron with Techron. It's better for your car. No, that, that's not true, right? So it's just, for me, for me, it's just more like a habit that I go to Chevron. Um, so... So one so one night I had to, I, I had to get gas obviously and then when I went inside, um, when I tried to go inside the the Chevron place because I needed to get like lotto lottery whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the door was closed right so the guy was obviously in, on break whoever it was right so I but I tried to open it at first and it didn't open, and like okay I guess the guy's mm-hmm. on break, right, so I stuck around and then and then he showed up at, I went back in and I did my business and then and then he says this he goes like. Like were you were you the guy that was banging on that was banging on the door? Like, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, what? you were banging you, on the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like you you were banging on the door, weren't you? Like that was you, wasn't it? Like what? I, I tried to open the door, but I don't know if I would consider that banging. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's you. And then, and then and then he this this is the part where kind of like <laughs> kind of like triggered me. And and he's like like yeah, that's, that's kind of rude, man. I was I was on my break, and I'm like what? Yeah. So, First so, of all, how does he leave the station unattended? He just locks he's the, on a break. He locks the door. He locks the door and and, and then he walks away. He takes a break. And then he comes back, kind of thing. Because <laughs> you know this is self service. You self service gas kind of thing, right? I guess so. Yeah. So you know, since you don't own a car, I mean, that's what we do, Ruthie. We go to the gas station, and then, <laughs> and then we get the pump and you put it in the car ourselves. You know, tw- thirty. Yes, I have done that several <laughs> you know, times. You know, ter- ter- I think. you know, thirty years ago, you hugged the horn twice, and then the guy comes out like, "Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. You need some gas, sir." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember those times. Too. Yeah, we're, we're we're past that. <laughs> now it's self service. Now it's self service. So technically, I didn't even have to go inside. It was it was literally because I needed to get lotto. I needed to get the receipt for the gas thing for work, kind of thing. But 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 the point is, is that so he goes like, "Oh yeah." That, that, that's that's rude, man. You know you shouldn't do that. I, I was on a what? break. Like, dude, let it go. It's not yeah. even like you weren't even. Banging. And, and I'm like, I don't even think that was banging at all. I just tried to open the door like anybody would. You know, I didn't think it was that loud to be considered banging. It's like, no, no, man. It's it's rude, man. It's, you're 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 rude because that's, that's what he says, right? <laughs> and 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 besides, I'm, I'm on break. I'm on break, and I have to I have to deal with this kind of thing. I'm like, dude, I I didn't even I didn't even know you were on break. Yeah, man. We have we have a sign out there. Like I didn't see the sign, you know, and 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 to be honest, they do have signs out there. There was no sign, okay. From my yeah. recollection, I didn't see a sign because normally they put the sign right in front of the door, and like be back Which in fifteen. Would whatever. make sense. Yes. Yeah, a big sign that says "Be back in fifteen minutes." Yeah. So 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 I'm like 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 well 
whatever, man, whatever. So I, I, I walked out, right? And then when I walked out, I, look, I did look back, and it's, I did, I did, that's when I noticed there really was no sign, right? So I walked back in. I go, hey, man, where's your sign? Show me, show me where your sign is. It's like, oh, you again? Like, no, 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 man. I, I, I don't. Just, just leave me alone. I'm trying to, I'm trying to deal with these customers. Like, Come on. So for, so for next time. So, I, so, so, so for next time when I know where your sign is, where's your sign? It's like, I, I don't have to deal with this, man. Forget you, man. This is abuse. So he forgot to put up his sign. I'm guessing he forgot. He realized he forgot to put his sign up, right? <laughs> so, of course, this is my assumption because I, I didn't stick around any longer than really this. And then, and then the keyword here, he goes here, which, which kind of like even triggered me more. But he goes like, like dude, this is, this is abuse. This is, this is abuse what you're doing here. This is abuse. Me talking what? to you, asking a question is abuse. Really? That's how, that's how you're going to deal with this? Fine. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Kind of thing. Then I, then I walked away. Right. So, so it kind of, it just really, it kind of really pissed me off. And I think about it right now. It just, it's kind of pissing me off right now. That's <laughs> you know? crazy. Cause I never seen you pissed off. Like yeah. it's very hard to piss you off. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I, I can get pissed off, but yeah, it's it usually, the thing is though, is that my biggest pet peeve is being accused of something that I didn't do. Right. Which is exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah. Right. I even tried to be cordial about it and asking specific, like, so I can understand his mindset or why he thinks it was banging and why he thinks I didn't know that he was on a break. Right, because yeah. I, I in other with other gas attendant people, um, I've seen their signs. I've realized they're on break. You know, I've been completely understanding about it. They're completely understanding about me. But this guy looked like a guy who just didn't want to be there. You know, he he just didn't want to guilt anybody right now. Probably because it's the holidays. He probably wanted it off or whatever kind of thing. Probably. Yeah. So yeah, so but being in customer service, like the customer's always right. Doesn't matter what you think. The customer's always yeah. right. The only, the only time the customer's really wrong is when they're wrong, right? And in my case, yeah. I wasn't wrong. Like I, I was I was like wrapping my head. Like I didn't do anything wrong. Why why am I getting why why am I getting accused of this? Which once again is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, that, that's the problem. Like why is he accusing you of being rude when you clearly just pulled the door because you didn't see a sign that said out to break otherwise you wouldn't have done that you would have waited yeah. until he came back and turned the sign well, around not, not only that but I just I just tried to open the door handle and it was locked is yeah. that and banging? Course, like a glass a, a typical gasoline store glass yeah. door would make a banging like a slight banging sound but yeah. it's not it's, banging knocking on the door yeah. constantly like my, you probably just pulled on it and it made a sound that's it my guess though is that I mean there are other people around my guess it was it was somebody else banging on the door trying to get his attention that wasn't mm-hmm. me, buddy. If you listen to this, which you're probably not, that wasn't me. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's all they can think of. Like there was probably somebody out there like banging the door, hey, I want in kind of thing, right? Yeah. But, like, being, <laughs> but being somebody who also works for, with, for, with, with customer service and whatnot, I, I don't, I'm not like that because I understand. Right? I, I understand what it's like to be on a task-free break and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, wouldn't get, you wouldn't get it out of me. I go out of my way to make sure I'm, the, I'm like as cordial a, a, a customer as possible. You know, exactly. so it was kind of like a slap in my face for 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 being accused of all this when when I'm trying to be the nice guy here, you know. So yeah, it's like exactly. It, it just kind of annoyed me, and and now that but see, but since I got a receipt for the gas thing, there was a customer service number out there. I actually did call it up. I left them a voicemail. Uh, I was still in the go I, Albert. I was I was still like <laughs> like I never I never almost never do like like an angry letter a customer angry letter yeah, or whatever. It's like you know it's a waste of energy and it's yeah. like such bad energy and like you don't want to do that. But then some people just push you to the edge where you just have to. Yeah, like I said once again tr- trigger my pet peeve being accused of something I didn't do. So I had to speak my mm-hmm. mind like kind of like what mm-hmm. I'm doing right now on this podcast, right? So so I I, I left them a voicemail on the customer service number. I, I when I went even got on the, the Chevron Twitter page and I even mentioned it over there too. Sent them a oh. direct message kind of thing. And they actually responded to me there. 
They never respond. I also sent them an email. Tell them, tell them what happened, right? <laughs> right. They responded on Twitter. They responded course. on Twitter. They responded on Twitter. They didn't respond to email. They never responded back on voicemail. Okay. But they, but they did respond on Twitter. And all they said was like, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We will contact the the appropriate people that we need to contact. It was the kind of a thing, right? But mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's all I got out of it, right? You, you didn't get free gas? Nothing? Nothing. I mean, I don't expect to get free gas. And all I, you know, at best, at best I could get maybe an apology. That's it. Right, but but other than that, that's pretty much all that could really happen. So, so out of all these years of me going to Chevron, I kind of concluded that that night, I'm not going to Chevron anymore. I know it's not Chevron's fault. I know it's one of their employees that happens to be bad customer service, mm-hmm. but this is the importance of customer service, which I've always told other people, and I've told my I told my coworkers about this. You know, like yeah, sometimes sometimes being in customer service, you are right and the customer is wrong. But you have to go, you have to make, you have to not make it any worse than it has to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There are other ways around it by to alleviate the situation or, you know, get, if you want to get an apology out of a customer, accusing them of being rude is not the way around it. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. I totally agree. And it, it was kind of like, um, uh, it, mm. so, so yeah. So this one little thing, well, little thing, one little thing that he probably don't even, doesn't even remember by this point, right? Um, pretty much cost Chevron one guy, one customer, right? I know I'm just one one guy out of like billions of people in the world, you know. But but it makes a difference. It makes a difference in the long run, you know. If if they have if they keep hiring people like this, I've always had good relations with all the Chevron people I've met. This is the only one that I had a bad relationship, and just this one guy, one night, one bad night, I'm not going to Chevron anymore. It was just that simple, right? Yeah. And apply apply that logic to any business out there. Right, I've gone to restaurants where my wife Jessica would not go back to because she had a bad experience there. I haven't, but but she, she had one bad experience and she wouldn't go back there again. It just takes it's just a one simple thing, one simple yeah, thing. Exactly, that's all you need. One simple thing, one simple thing that'll take you off one dirty spoon, one dirty fork. I would never, I wouldn't go back to another restaurant either. If like there, if some server was rude or wasn't efficient enough. Yeah, no, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, like, like both of us have worked in customer service, right? And yeah. we, we we know how I have my own techniques and how to deal with customers, right? Even though even the bad customers, right? And for for me, it's always been like like try to be empathetic with their situation. Assume assume they don't know what they're talking about, but don't make it but don't make it seem like they don't that you know they don't know what they're talking about, kind of thing. Don't and be yeah, don't be condescending. It's just it, you have to have them talk. Right. Don't talk for them. They have to talk. Right. Because mm-hmm. if anything else, if if they're in the wrong, if they keep talking, they'll end, they'll end up realizing they're in the wrong. Yeah. Right. It's it's just that simple. You don't have to work harder than you have to 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 prove a customer they're wrong. They'll do it for them. They'll do it for you. Exactly. Right. That's that's from my experience. So so and I, I still come off like, hey, I, I try to be understanding. I try to help them. You know, they just can't help themselves, kind of thing. But I but one thing. One thing I've learned throughout my all my years doing customer service is don't be rude. Don't be rude to the customer. Always treat them with respect as you would treat yourself kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Common decency. Common decency. There we go. If you don't know that the person, that in fact, that person was the one who was banging on the door, don't say, don't assume that you know that that was that person who was banging on the door. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? what the, the one thing that I should have said, because cause he said, like, were you the guy? He said... When I walked in, I had I had a hoodie on, right? 
And then he goes, were you the guy with the hoodie that was, he, he mentioned like, oh, yeah, you're the guy with the hoodie that was banging the door, right? Here's the thing though. When I tried to open the door, I didn't have my hoodie on, right? That should have been the, the key thing in my head. Like, wait a minute, why is he accusing me? Because it, it really can't be me. I even told it in the, I even told it in the voicemail, the email, and the Twitter. Hey, you guys have cam- cameras. You can confirm whether he was telling the truth or not. Really easy, right? Yeah. But once again, I, I don't expect to hear from them to confirm that I was right. Because that's not how they work. I'm just one person, right? So, so there we go. <laughs> huh? I hope. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I I kind of wish maybe he got fired or whatever, but I don't know. And quite honestly, I will never find out because I don't see myself ever going back there. It's just yeah. simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because why business too? I mean, first first and foremost, Chevron's should should have better customer service training. If you have that one bad apple, who knows how many more are like that out there? Right. But then, of course, they were probably only going to pay minimum wage or whatever. You know, they don't get paid a lot to care enough. But minimum how much now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think right now, right now, the turn of the year is $15 in California. Or at least, no, I think it's 12 something and then $15. Something like that. Whatever. But, so pretty, but pretty good compared to what we were making minimum wage ba- way year. back when. Yeah, way back then, last year as well, and whatnot. But, but minimum wage, like you had to be living with your parents, kind of minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, though, is like, what like I've always been taught to regarding customer service that you know don't don't bring your personal life into the job. Mm-hmm. If if it was like I said during the holidays, he may not have wanted to be there in the first place. Don't put it out on me. You know, I'm just there. You know, dealing with your business. Don't put it out on me, buddy. If you have a problem being there at night, yeah. You know? So, like, hey, what did I do? Is is that kind of, is that kind of a thing? Like, they may not pay you enough to care, but care as a human as a human being, care, right? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, we we live in we live in a very uh, cynical and and world that that's 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 more than open to point fingers at people and and not want to take the blame and assume everybody's bad. So. This is this is this is it. This is this is what we have to deal with. Bye, Chevron. Yeah, bye, Chevron. I'm actually going to Shell now. So, there. <laughs> Hi, Shell. <laughs> Hi, Shell. Okay. All righty then. Since we were kind of similar into the subject matter of like coworkers, workers, and whatnot, um, I kind of want to talk about coworkers now. <laughs> How about you? And I, I, I have a lot to say about yeah. Sir- Co-workers. Of all the years I've been doing this podcast, I tried not to say too much about my coworkers because you know I don't know if they're listening or not. I'm pretty sure they're not, especially the ones I'm going to refer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think part of the reason why, yeah, besides the, the whole Chevron thing from the last segment, uh, that, that triggered the whole idea about like, oh, let me talk about people who work in the service industry, right? So one of them is actually a positive uh, commentary. There's, there's this coworker I have who's always smiling, always waving. Always saying hi, always saying good morning, right? To the point where it seems like, what are you hiding? Like, why are you so happy? <laughs> You're way too happy. You're way too happy. And then you think that now I'm like, I wonder what my my coworkers my coworkers think of me. <laughs> oh, are are you that person? Are you are you that person that's always like greeting people and waving at people yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, because I want to create a positive vibe. Because I don't want like. I, I'm just like so allergic now and I hate to like be that person like negativity and like positivity and it does push away our negative emotions. No, but I mean, for me, it's like, I don't like anything negative. So like I, I try to put it as much positive energy out there from myself. Okay. Also just for me. Cause like, it's so tiring to be, <laughs> to be like a Grinch all the time, even though on the inside, that's really how I feel. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. you, until you make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I suppose that's true. You know, but, but yeah, that, 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 that is, that is a good way of looking at things. And my, my, my thing is that, like, I'm not really particular. I'm not really like friends with this coworker. You know, because I, I work in a department that's reaching like a thousand employ, a thousand people in, just in my department, right? So I don't personally know everybody, right? This, this is somebody who I, I see. On a regular basis, but but since we always work separately, I never really get to socialize with them unless I'm in the break room. And I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a kind of guy who actually doesn't even like going to the break room. I, I go to my car. I go to my car to take a nap or whatever, right? So <laughs> so I don't really socialize with them. I'm pretty antisocial at work, even though I can be socialized if you approach me, right? So <laughs> so when 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 whenever this coworker is like you know going by and waving, say hi, like kind of thing, you know, it's like. I for me I feel I feel kind of guilty because I mean I wave back I say hi as well but I'm like why am I being cynical why am I blaming you for being happy when it's none of my business why you're why you're happy right but it like it's kind of like weird how that's my reaction like what's what's your what's your what's your deal yeah <laughs> like I shouldn't think that way I shouldn't be this cynical like hey I'm happy for you that you're happy don't bring me into that I, I guess <laughs> is that what I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever rainbow happiness you have there, just stop right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> just just keep it over there. You know, I don't need to feel that way when I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, this is exactly like related to the previous segment. You know, clearly my coworker is not bringing this to 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 the job. You know, she's being happy. Yeah, so yeah, so I I, I don't blame her. You know, for me, it's more a reflection of myself. I guess I'm just more cynical than I think I am. So more more so than, than I thought it was, but, but yeah. But anyway, so how about you? Any coworkers you want to dish on right now? Oh gosh, where do we start? See, like most of my coworkers, I'm fine with. Like, I, it's especially the ones that you don't actually work with. It's the ones that you actually have to work with that eventually, like, if they're not doing their job, it catches on, and then you just like I'm just that type of person. Like, it's so hard for me to like fake my feelings. Okay. That, but I also. I'm not confrontational. So if there's so, like something happens and I don't like the way it was handled or like, I don't like how something is being handled or like you're dumping work on me and I can obviously see it, mm-hmm. but yet I can't, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do it. But like, I'm not going out to lunch with you ever again. Or yeah. like, I'm not going to, don't expect me to like small talk with you ever again. I'll be polite. I'll say good morning when you come in and all that. I'll do the work as I always do put my head down but rest assured you are not going to be my friend ever again <laughs> oh wow essentially you're like you see them and you're like Falcon yeah. punch exactly like if I if I, I see something shady even if it's not directed towards me but if I just don't agree with it I'm like I I don't know something inside of me just like shuts off and I'm just like completely turned off by those people and I'm just like, nope, yeah, I can see how you are. That is, yeah, that's, I'm not, I can't even fake like being friendly with you and like have small talk and all that and bullshit, you know, and, and you know, like how coworkers do. And I was talking to another coworker of mine earlier. We, we went out for a break and got boba tea and she was like, we were complaining about our, some of our coworkers. And, um, and I started complaining about my this lady had an email that came in last week and happened to be copying that email. She waited an entire week to then forward me that email and ask me to do what, like to give reports that was being asked of her. Mm-hmm. But we, and I'm like, I wouldn't have mind doing it, doing it, but just like 
why did it take you a week for something that literally took me like two minutes to look up and send to this woman? <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I when I'm not here, you work. All right, I'm sure it is. So, like, I, I just, I'm like, I don't even see these people. If I'm here, I just go to my work, give me a lot of work so I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't want to go in and, like, say hi or be too chummy with anybody who I know is, like, ha- like has double standards with things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when things like that happen with coworkers and me, I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> and you were like, hell no. You want to play that one more time? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> or, or this one. Like, no, God! No, God, please, no! No! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or this again. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everybody can relate to this with this with this topic. It's just the fact that, uh, yeah, if it, when you're working harder than your coworkers are working harder, that's kind of like chaps your hide, you know? Yeah. It's like, come, like, come on, come on now. Seriously, what are you doing? Literally, I was out like one day and like two emails from you. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of the how many that we got, two emails that you cherry picked that you wanted to respond to. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, and then on the on the flip side, uh, once again, I think I think more. I'm more talking about observation. For me, it's more like observation about certain coworkers, and uh-huh. this one I think a lot of people can relate, especially in the hashtag Me Too era. I have one coworker, an old man, uh, probably in his sixties, right? Flirts all the time with with all the women that 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 he can come across with, you know, whether it's a customer or a coworker. It, it, I'm and I'm see this from the from a distance. I'm like I'm like this guy's gonna get fired one of these days. I'm Seriously, sur- I'm surprised he hasn't got a fired yet. I actually I asked I asked somebody who like 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 man he's gonna get he's gonna get fired one of these days. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen complaints about him. Oh, there are there are complaints. You know, it's like obviously there are complaints, but wow. <laughs> This guy, this guy. Oh, jeez. Like, and what I think what's what's worse is that like he tries to talk to me and like does gossip about other females, and oh I, I'm I'm trying to give him the hint. I don't want to talk about this with you. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> See, I hate people like that. like not even like about the horny old man thing, but just like people like coworkers who think that they they could bond with you by gossiping and talking shit about other people yeah. like other co-workers behind their backs yeah so i'm like i'm not like i don't like that <laughs> this just yeah. that just goes against my whole i don't like being fake <laughs> no it's <laughs> like, true it's true but i think i think for this one for this one is a little different i mean like, we, we've seen different levels of like oh yeah did you hear so and so did this and so and so did that right but this is a guy who's like oh yeah did you check the hooters on her on that chick i'm ah, like dude dude, <laughs> dude come on yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just weird. I'm like, I don't know if I should be counting down the days and when he's gonna finally get fired. But I mean, it's, it's just it's all like signs point to yes. Like just older. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. What was that? Is he close to retirement? Old or is he just older? I think it's just maybe maybe it's just the way he looks. Him gray hair and whatnot. Could, he could he could be in his. I'm pretty sure he's at least in his fifties at minimum. Mm-hmm. I assume he's in his sixties, but he could actually be in his fifties. Definitely not in his forties because, yeah, it's probably in his fifties. No, that could be really creepy. 
Yeah, and, and I, I see him like try to get people's numbers and whatnot, like even like from the customers and whatnot. Oh yeah, hey, hey if you need any help, you know, here, here's my number. You know, give me a call. Is that kind of a kind of a technique that he's trying to pull? Reaper. I know it's just so it's so weird to see, and 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 I'm like I'm I'm not in my position to to really interfere, right? So, but mm-hmm. I but I have told people like, hey, uh, watch out for this guy. And like, yeah, we know already. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's essentially a case of like uh, him screwing up, and then and then he's gone essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anybody else you want to dish? Um, people who come in late all the time to work. Are we still okay. talking about coworkers? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we're still we're just addition coworkers. Like I said, my I think my side is more of like observation of certain ones. Yeah, mine's my life has lately been like complaining about inefficient coworkers. Inefficient like, coworkers. Yeah. People want to waltz in at like nine thirty when the you know we work from nine to five, which is actually not even that bad. Mm-hmm. But like some people would like to waltz in at nine thirty and leave at four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who had and did, there's this one person at my at my job. She literally has one job, like one task that takes her less than two hours to do. So by 11 o'clock, she's done. But I'm just like, so why are they even like the company's in bankruptcy? Why are they? Why? Why is this person still on on the team? Oh, <laughs> why are they making money yeah. on this person when they could distribute that salary amongst us and we can actually get paid more? These, these, these are the kind of workplace stories that you could tell Jessica because I hear this from Jessica as well. It's just the kind of stuff that she hears that she has to deal with in her work. Yeah, yeah. Like people just take advantage and then people let them take advantage, managers let them take advantage, um, higher-ups let them take advantage just because they don't want to deal with the drama of having to fire somebody or they're mm. afraid because they're, not, they're being inefficient themselves so they don't want to be looked at at the same time or they don't want the extra work. So they actually just let the slacker be a slacker. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like some jobs, there are certain rules. You know, being a slacker isn't enough. We got to do certain things to actually get to a point where he has to be disciplined. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. and then some jobs you can easily get just fired. You know, but but like I think what I think what you said earlier was was kind of true too. Uh, the people in charge sometimes they're either too lazy to fire somebody or they they realize it's more work to hire somebody else. I just keep exactly. you on. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I guess we had to for this episode, for this five hundredth episode, I had to like uh, lay out my emotions out here. <laughs> I guess not more of a celebratory episode. It's more of a ish on our co-workers. Or it's, or it's more of like, hey, let's celebrate by by being the up by giving having the opportunity to bitch and complain about certain people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. Yep. I, I'm I'm game with that. All right. All right. As of this recording, it's currently 10.06 on, what is it, January 15th. 15th. Yeah, it's my, dog, it's my dog's birthday. <laughs> January 15th, it's my dog's birthday. But, but yeah, okay, go ahead. In Sorry. New York, and it's time we take a look and see what's going on. All right, so uh, over at the uh, Instagram world, since we live in the Instagram world, uh, apparently an egg picture finally beats Kylie Jenner as the most liked Instagram post of all time. Yes, it does. I didn't even know this was a thing, actually. But apparently, this egg picture sought out to be the most liked picture, right? Like it was that kind of a thing. It was the best egg I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the best egg. See, you heard about it too. And the only reason why I even heard about it because because it finally got the most liked. You know, if it wasn't for the most liked thing, I wouldn't even know it was this was a thing. Google had it. Google Home had it. Oh really? Yeah. See, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. 
But yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of funny that that the, the egg is the most like Instagram picture, and and by many millions users too. So unless yeah. Kylie Jenner can somehow magically come up with even more millions of users, I think the, the egg's got it. I mean, if the, if the caption was "Let's beat Kylie Jenner's 18 million likes on Instagram by liking this egg," I mean, challenge accepted. Yeah, 19 that's million true. people. I mean, I would I would click on it too. I haven't done it myself, but I would click on it too. Yeah. I would like it too. Yeah. Yeah. All it was right. a very pretty picture of an egg. It's not like it was just an egg on a table. It was like an egg with a white backdrop. It was very photogenic. Yes. Had yeah. freckles in it. Wasn't, it wasn't even a white egg. It was like uh like a, like a fresh looking egg, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Speaking of social media related stories, uh, there was a dying person uh who went on social media and and talks about how he wanted to see Avengers Endgame as well as the last season of Game of Thrones early before he dies. Right. Which seems to be a recurring trend <laughs> the past years <laughs> lately with social media. I feel sympathetic for these people who like I want to see the last part of this movie before I die because I can I can kind of I can completely relate. You know, what if I don't see the conclusion to the story before I die? I mean, I'm gonna feel bad. Hey, you'll be dead. You won't feel bad. You'll be dead. <laughs> but uh, from from what I understand, Marvel is uh, accommodating the guy for Avengers Endgame. Somehow, uh-huh. I don't know the details, but somehow I believe they said they're gonna to accommodate. I think HBO didn't even make a response to the whole. I wanted to Game of Thrones early. <laughs> <laughs> so the lesson here is HBO doesn't care that you die because we have shows where people die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. But is there something? Is there something that that you can't live without seeing before you die? Right now. Well, if I'm dying, no, I would. Sooner see a place, visit a place, than a movie or a show. Okay. Or die. I, yeah, for me, that's, that's that case. I don't really care about going to new places. I've seen enough in my life, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, oh, I, I, honestly, like I said, I'm very sympathetic with the guy because I could imagine myself going, but I never got to see Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, but I never got to see the conclusion to Avengers Infinity War. I never got to see the last season of Game of Thrones. I can completely relate. It's just that I think going... Going out there to social media, essentially begging to see it. I don't know. That, that's something I don't see myself doing. But somebody else is more than welcome to do it for me if, if it comes down to it. <laughs> can I take you to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody else, somebody else can take you to Europe, Ruti. No! No! This is not before I die. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, speaking of the, about the gig community... Uh, there was this Riverside cosplayer who was arrested for in torching a vehicle in Ontario, uh, Southern California here uh, during Anime Los Angeles. This is actually a convention that I could have gone to. Uh, this happened this past weekend as of this recording. And I guess it was something to do with with uh, another another cosplayer. And there was some kind of like, he was kind of, I forget the story. I think he, I think he was trying to to hit on somebody else. And then he was upset. So he torched a person's car. Something wow. like that. Totally appropriate response, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's a little bit. Uh, what's we're looking for? Uh, needy, I guess. Um, yeah, rejection much? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anime Los Angeles actually did a tweet about it because it ha- was it was happening during their event, and it goes, it goes to any and all attendees, please avoid the parking lot where the fire took place. Police and firefighters are currently handling the situation. Stay safe and be careful. <laughs> They're probably like, we don't need to deal with this. Come on. Like, 
come on, the cops are taking care of it. The fire is taking care of it. Come back to the convention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was in the parking lot of the convention, but well, this is one of those conventions where it's like a series of hotels and they're combining the conference rooms and whatnot. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, but yeah, but when the, the guy clearly got arrested by the cops and whatnot, and obviously he probably has to pay for the damages and blah, blah, blah. Speaking of the need for reparations, apparently the publisher for the Choose Your Own Adventure books is suing Netflix over Banner Snatch because Banner Snatch, the Netflix movie that we talked about last week, uh, kept referring to the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Right, and apparently, this I this I didn't know. Apparently, the Choose Your Own Adventure book is like Disney. They see themselves like a family-friendly kind of series, and they don't want to be associated with a movie that deals with with death and and drug use and all that stuff. But I mean, what else are you gonna call it? Choose your own ending. Yeah, it shouldn't you get to the point where Choose Your Own Adventure can't be trademarked anymore. It's just like Kleenex. Nobody trademarks Kleenex anymore, and hey, yeah. you can't use Kleenex in your thing. People know what Kleenex means. Right, exactly. so choose your adventure should be an innocuous term. Like, come on, why? why how is that copyrighted? So, <laughs> so the way apparently the lawsuit works is that like they're suing Netflix because it's making people think that choose your adventure books are adult material where they're not. It was so it's more of like uh, we're suing you for misrepresenting our product. Defamation. Defamation. I guess that's the yeah. closest thing I can think of. Uh, but speaking of something not very many people want, because apparently the, the publishers want the money, but speaking of something that not very many people want, a Ring apparently let employees watch customer security camera feeds. What? They, they don't even need to put people's passwords in. All they needed was an email. They go, oh, let's, go, let's go see what their feed is. And apparently they have the ability to do that. Not only that, but apparently it was a Russian company that they allowed to do this too. Of course. Are we even surprised anymore? Like two, three years of this going on with the Russians. It's at this point on. It's like it's, this is this is so cliche. It's a Russian company, really. <laughs> like, haven't you guys learned your lesson yet? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I don't believe it because it's it sounds too much like a cliche, right? Let let employees watch customer security camera feeds. It's also creepy. Like, why would you watch customers' camera feeds? Isn't that some sort of privacy? Yes. But let's see. According to this, oh yeah, but remember, Amazon owns Ring, so I guess Amazon's at fault here too. Um, at the time, this is from the article from the Intercept, which you can go to the show notes. At the time, the Ukrainian access was provided to Ukrainian. Uh, the video files were left unencrypted. The source said because of Ring's leadership sense that encryption would make the company less valuable. Really? So our videos are not encrypted at all. That's so reassuring. So, the, so customers actually want non-encrypted material. Yes. So essentially, if you have okay, our my ring cameras are outside the house, right? We, there's no ring cameras looking inside. Mm-hmm. So there's that at least, right? So for people listening, if you have ring cameras looking inside the house, just know that anybody can look in there if they wanted to. Somebody in <laughs> in that company, just a heads up, just a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I even ha- I have some security cameras in my house, in my room, in my house that isn't ring, but they're pointing towards a door. You know, it's like not like. Right. Not like places that, that might be uh, compromising, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of something some people may not want and surveillance, this, this, apparently artificial intelligence is going to be able to tell if you're sharing your Netflix or HBO password. Mm. Mm, exactly. Mm. <laughs> should we, go, should we oh. just say no comment? <laughs> no. But because uh, apparently there, there is this company who's like fishing, who's like fishing out, who's like selling out, like, hey, we're gonna, we, we have a software that'll allow you to know if somebody's sharing their passwords. Would you want it? 
So the question now is, how many companies are gonna are gonna license this software? Talk about what's the word I'm looking for? Unfortunate. Huh? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's their business. Yeah, if they don't want to have people share their password, fine. But yeah, it's like the the bummer police. Still, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to defend ourselves, Ruti, if we're sharing passwords <laughs> because technically we're not really supposed to do that. <laughs> so the family plan. Okay? Yeah, no, no, the family plans are completely legit. But the idea for the family plan is they're in the same household. That's the thing. Right. So essentially, this is targeting people who are like, hey, they're logged in in the East Coast and they're logged in in the West Coast. That seems fishy. It's like, it's like, it's like that. Is it? <laughs> is it? It wasn't old and they just happen to want to watch when they're on the West Coast. Hmm? Right. Ever right. right. Mm-hmm. At, at the same, yeah. Anyways, maybe we should move on. Uh, speaking of streaming services, apparently, NBC Universal is also getting into the streaming business. Uh, this isn't mm-hmm. completely. The same. This is more similar to CBS All Access in a sense. The difference here is that if you have cable TV already and you have NBC Universal channels, you can get this streaming service for free. If you don't, then there's a monthly fee and then blah 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 blah. So I think this this is essentially the future of of uh, networks trying to make money off streaming. And and my answer to that has always been: Isn't that what Hulu was there supposed to be for? I, I think I think Disney scared people away because Hulu was originally intended to be like okay here's the big conglomerate yeah here's the big conglomerate I can't see conglomerates here's the big network conglomerates. But anyways, here are the big networks. We're gonna join forces and create this thing called. Hulu and release our stuff there so people can pay us through that. But I think as soon as Disney bought like 70% of the share, they're like, yeah, we're going to have to start looking elsewhere. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming services that could fail, uh, DC Universe, the streaming service, is struggling to pick up subscribers, which is unfortunate because they do have like all this DC comic TV shows and whatnot on there. Uh, but I've always said, why not just combine it with the upcoming Warner Brothers streaming service that's coming out later this year? So, yeah. so that's probably the reason why not very many people are picking up on it. Be kind of um, limiting, no? Yeah, yeah. But then, well, like I said, what's what's good about cord cutting is that you don't have to subscribe for a year; just subscribe for a month. When you're done with it, just cancel. You know, so the option is always there. Speaking of services that stream content, apparently Twitter is going to live stream NBA games in the near future, but they are only going to feature a camera feed of a single fan-voted player. For what I understand is that they're only going to show the second half of a game. Because apparently during the first half, uh, Twitter users get to get to decide which one, which player they want to follow on the second half. And then Twitter yeah. is going to go ahead and and like have a camera right on that guy or whatever throughout the rest of the game. How are they going to have a camera right on that guy? Uh, they'll have cameramen, I guess. I don't know. What, what if, what if um, you said they could choose from two players that they could follow? I don't know. I, I, I think the joke here was also that if the guy gets sidelined for like the second half of the game, you're going to be watching the game through the sideline. Huh. Something like but that. Then, wouldn't that be because like there'd be movement, there'd be reactions? Oh, no, 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 no. The camera isn't on the player, but the, but what you're watching on TV will be the player. So essentially, just so that player, just that player. Like something else could be happening on court, but the camera will be focused on the player. Correct. Wow, it'll be weird, but it's free. It's free, and they're testing it out. I guess it's for people who just kind of really want to follow a player. 
I guess. <laughs> That's dedication. Uh, yeah. Speaking of streaming content, uh, Hulu, speaking of Hulu earlier, releases the documentary Fire Fraud just days before Netflix's own Fire documentary. Are you familiar <laughs> with the Fire Festival? That the the, the the thing that happened, yeah. I think it was early. Was it early last year or early the year before? The year before, where um, thousands of uh, concert goers got stuck on the island. Yes, 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 yeah. So apparently, um, the past weeks Netflix has been advertising. Well, I mean, I guess the past month, the past month Netflix has been advertising. Oh, we're going to have this documentary about the fire festival, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Hulu's like, "We have a documentary about the same thing, and we're releasing it right now, like literally <laughs> days before Netflix." I do plan to watch these two documentaries back to back just to compare. So yeah. look for my review for those two documentaries on the, the movie blog in the near future. And that speaking was- of Netflix, uh, Netflix re- announced that they are raising the price for their 58 million US subscribers as the cost for all the TV shows and movies they're making rises. Have they not learned from the last time they raised their prices? But they've also learned that people are willing to stay with Netflix. True. Seriously, are, guess, are, are you going to unsubscribe? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Exactly. So essentially, yeah. uh, expect a two dollar raise in the subscription. So right now, I'm paying for the the you the the four K version. So instead of fourteen, mm-hmm. I'll be paying sixteen a month. the The most popular standard version, which is eleven, will be thirteen, right? And by comparison, HBO is fifteen bucks. So for once, somebody is actually going to be charging more than HBO because HBO has always been the standard. Like they're the yeah. premium content, we're 15 bucks. Netflix, like 4K Netflix, $16. <laughs> yeah. It's only two bucks Why not? So essentially, because HBO doesn't have 4K, right? So Netflix saying, hey, we're like HBO, but if you want to get 4K content, we're a dollar more. Which is not that bad. Which it's is not that bad. Up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not canceling with Netflix, so there we go. All right. And that's what's going on. Before we talk about Bodyguard, which is the Netflix BBC show that, that me and Jamie are going to be talking about on Supporters, please, just in case the listeners actually care, Ruti, where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Garucine, that's G-R-R-E-C-E-1-3, and B.Entwined Events, at, uh, on, also on Instagram at B.Entwined, um, Entwine Yourselves. Isn't it B-E.Entwine? Or is it B? I, is it, I think it's a B.Entwine. Oh, yeah, I just like read it out. Oh, that yeah. Entwined. Yeah. Should I spell? No, it's fine. B e b e dot entwined. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the show notes, folks. If you listen to this show, show shows, click on the thing, and you can find Jamming at uh, Twitter at Jamming Lau, J i a m i n g l o u, and this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five on my I said, the movie blog, the Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils podcast, as well as the weekly comic strip. If you want to send us emails, send them to whowhatworsthy at gmail.com. If you want to leave a quick comment, leave it at our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or on the website itself. If you want to show your support, because we need it, uh, head over to whowhatworsthy.com slash support and find out how. Music has been provided by the White Axis. Find them at whiteaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsthy.com as well as the show notes. All right, so... Me and Jamming are going to go ahead and talk about Bodyguard on Netflix BBC. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Ruti, uh, I guess this is bye bye for now. Uh, go ahead and get to sleep. <laughs> and it's time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, then I'm going to go ahead and call Jamming in and we're going to go ahead and talk about. So, bye bye, Ruti. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Good night. Bye. 
All right, Jamming, let's go ahead and talk about Bodyguard. All right, for this episode of Supporters, Please, we are going to be talking about uh, Bodyguard mm-hmm. on Netflix slash BBC. Which is a remake of the Winnie Houston Kevin Costner movie, right? And I, and I will... <laughs> Maybe we should do that. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Winnie Houston. But yeah, be- 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 before we go to our supporter section of mm-hmm. the show, uh, Jamie, what is your recommendation about the show? I re- a big thumbs up for me. I re- I th- I heard about it on, on Twitter. People were talking about it. There's a little bit of buzz. I, w- I sat down and watched the first episode. The first episode is very engrossing. You get you get rights. You just get rights. Uh, you get sucked into the world and stuff like that. It's very good. And and you just and, and what I like most about it, it's only six episodes, about an hour each. So it's a quick in and out. You Except for I mean? the last episode, which is like an hour and a half. Right. The last episode is a little bit longer. But yeah, but yeah. it is six hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, six six episodes. Yeah, I appreciate it. Especially yeah. for a Netflix thing, I appreciate anything that's less than 13. You it know what I'm It's definitely something you can binge through a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's worth binging too. It's great. It's very engrossing. It is very engrossing. Um, before, I heard a lot about this uh, months ago when it first came out on Netflix. I know the BBC had it much earlier mm-hmm. than that. But uh, and throughout the year, you kind of hear words that mm-hmm. oh, Bodyguard is pretty good. You yeah. should watch it, right? So I mean, ignoring it for the most part. Jamming saw it that he was kind of the person that convinced me to finally see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the Golden Globe win for what's his face? Uh, Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Because <laughs> 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 we know their names. Yeah. Side note: He is turning out to be the best uh, actor coming out of the Stark family. He's really, really good. He won the Golden Globe, and he actually he really deserved it. He's great in this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, Ro- he, Rob Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I know his real name. It's uh, it's something, something, something. Oh, god damn it! Uh, Richard Madden, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. It's Richard Madden. Rob Stark was played by Richard Madden. Okay, mm-hmm. but anyways, but yeah, Richard Madden was really, is really good in it, and I think he actually deserved the Golden Globe win, yep. but then the mm-hmm. Golden Globes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But point is, is that yeah, I also recommend the show. Um, before beforehand, a lot of people said, oh, it's like twenty four. That's a half truth. Right. Uh, there are some plot reveals that's very twenty four esque, mm-hmm. but the show itself is not like twenty four. Yeah. Right, but yeah, I recommend it. Jamie recommended, so let's go ahead. Oh, and oh, also yeah. real quick, you you mentioned uh, twenty four. I also compared to while I haven't finished the first season of Punisher, I think there's a better. This is what the Punisher was trying to do too. You know what I, I mean? Know about, I don't know about PTSD. I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that. PTSD coming back from war, trying oh, to finish society. That's okay. sort of it. That, I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about the vigilante <laughs> part, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's but you're, you're verging more into kind yeah. of get the spoilers now. So but, let's you go. Know what I'm saying. All right. So from from this point on, after the team music for spoilers, please, we're gonna go ahead and uh, talk nothing but spoilers. If you can't stick around, we su- we recommend you watch the show and yeah, then come back. Up. Come back to this episode mm-hmm. and and take a listen to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. All right. We're talking movies and TV shows. There'll be spoilers in our discussions, so please take it. You've been warned. It is time. Welcome to spoilers, please. All right. So spoilers about Bodyguard. Um. Yeah. What do you think? Uh. Uh. The Prime Minister dies. Well, I'm sorry. That's a big spoiler. No, no, that's <laughs> that just... is the biggest spoiler. Yeah. I. I was like. I, like throughout the last episodes, I'm like, okay, when is she coming back? When yeah. she comes back, when, when is the big reveal that she's still alive? <laughs> Never happens. Yeah. What's up with that? Oh, great. And I thought they were going to do a double surprise because I thought he died like two episodes later. <laughs> I thought he died. Oh, my God. This is really ballsy. This is like Buffy stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Well, all right. They, they didn't go that far. But still, I thought it was a great twist that, that the, her his primary, I guess, or her the PM, whatever she, her status is, uh, she gets killed. Home ministry. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Sure, why not? You, you thought the boning part would be a big reveal, Home but no. That's all, that's only the first reveal. But, but see, yeah, that, 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 that isn't even a big reveal because yeah. the trailer shows it. First oh, does off. it really? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. To be fair with the trailer, you don't see Richard Matt 
Richard Madden's face, mm-hmm. where, whoever's boning her. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? But so, but come on, it's the bodyguard, yeah. right? You assume, it's go, you assume that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. What you don't assume that's going to happen is the quote unquote love interest mm-hmm. dies. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. now that she dies, she stays dead. Yeah, and she I'm stays like, dead. Okay, when is she coming back? Yeah. When is she coming back? There's going to be a big reveal. You know? Yeah, because you're so used to kind of be uh, more plot-driven stuff. It'll be like one of those things where, oh, she pretended to be die, so right. she can go undercover and figure right. out who the real right. assassins are, that sort right. of thing. You know, those the kind of those arbitrary or just silly twists and turns. But yeah, but this is, this is she genuinely died. She actually died. And, yep. and that actually, and it be, and maybe, this, I, don't, I don't think this is the uh, a fridging situation where it motivates her because he had a lot of motivation before. No, no, no. Yeah. A fridging only works when, when the, the female character that's fridge is like a no, like no, no personality, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, she's no a actual developed background. Character. She's a well-developed character that, full, that dies. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing too is I got to give kudos to the, the journalists and the, the media, the social media mm-hmm. for not spoiling this for me. Yeah. And also the fact that when the Golden Globes came out and they were saying how uh, the, the actress who played her, mm-hmm. oh, she wasn't in the Golden Globe and then they started talking about bodyguard. Mm-hmm. None of them mentioned yeah. the fact that she died. Not, mm-hmm. not only that, but some of them go, Any chance she's gonna come back for yeah. the second season? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. So like I always because of that, I was expecting her to show up. Right. Never does. I will say this though, lazy writing. What do you mean? Um her position in government mm-hmm. is essentially the Patriot Act, right? Yeah, yeah a little bit. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is this is problematic. You're gonna have like a female lead mm-hmm. with this problematic, controversial mm-hmm. uh, bill that she wants mm-hmm. to pass. I, there's no way I would vote for that, yeah. right? And so let's kill her off. Yeah. So that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of easy solve to everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like that. But but I I really I, yeah I think it, that is the plot to Patriot Act, right? Yeah. But anyway, what I liked about it, there's a lot of different layers to it, though. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you think it's the terrorist or the f- outsider that kind of killed her off, but it's actually domestic too. That's why I appreciate about this. Yes. This series, it's it, there's no gr- there's a lot of gray. There's no good guys. There's no bad guys. It's everything is always in constant motion, and you know what I mean. There's multiple sides to, and all these sides are working uh, at the same time. You know what I mean. So there's like domestic violence, there's uh just uh, foreign and stuff like that, and then his personal life and, how, and his and stuff of the past. There's a lot of stuff going on. I really really like this a lot. I got I gotta say we were so tuned in or we were so trained to assume that's a terrorist thing or whatever. Yeah. Didn't think it was going to be a criminal organization. Yeah, that's how far down the the the, lo- the road mm-hmm. we have with TV shows and movies about mm-hmm. terrorism. That that in the nineties, the eighties, yeah. the seventies, mm-hmm. it was always about a criminal organization. Mm-hmm. And now, I I that wasn't even in my mind. Yeah, and one of the other things I really liked about this show, the way it's constructed, the way it's kind of written, the way it's directed, and stuff like that, you can't really get a read on the main character, uh, Bud, right? Is his last name Bud or something? P- yeah, B- B-U-D-D. Yeah, Bud or some of that. Yes, Bud. Because there's so many times where you you need to, uh, there's so many, he's being pulled in so many directions, you know what I mean? He has his internal thing, he has, he has the uh, the secret police at wanting her to, wanting him to spy on her, she's calling him, he's telling him to do secret things too, you know what I mean? But you never know where he's going to go. Where, and you know, and then you realize you're just in the, you're in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Because yep. everybody in this show are playing each other, playing sides, keeping secrets. You know what I mean? And then you're right in the middle of it, and you don't you know as much as anybody else in in this in this world and stuff. Like that. It's really good. It's really well written. Like it is. I, I would argue yeah. that I don't think it was completely a smooth transition of him falling for her. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe yeah. at first it was like okay, he's just using her for sex. Yeah. Right. Because because technically he actually hates her. Yeah. Right. But but as it went. I guess he's in love with her, and I'm like, I think there's attraction. There's an attraction, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. They made it come off like 
he's kind of in love with her, mm-hmm. and I I don't I don't completely buy. I don't that. buy that. I don't buy it. Yeah. I, I I don't. And that's not that's not the read I got from it. I think it's just a just a very complicated situation. There's attraction, there's lust, but there's also like resentment because of her position and stuff like that. But there's also him like uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Him of his wife and stuff like right, that. Right. Ex-wife and stuff. It's just a complicated situation. It's just not. I think it's just like it reflects life. You know what I mean? It's just is it's it just actual life. ex-wife or just they're separate legal separation? Yeah, oh, legal, legal separation. Yeah, I think legal separation. Okay, so. I think it's just like I said. There's no, there's no uh, black. It's not black and white. Any relationships and stuff like that. It's just, it is just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just people dealing with, uh, people just moving ahead as best as best they could. You know what I mean? No, but I, I, I think you're right. It, I think it's, it deals more like he wasn't completely in love with her, but mm-hmm. he was hired to protect her, right? And and then he felt attracted to her. I mean, they had intimate sure, relationship, and she died. Yeah, and in part probably because of him. Yeah, right. And so, I was oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, but yeah, go I, ahead. I said after he she dies, I think his drive is not so much the relationship she had with him, but his sense of duty and his sense of like failing his primary job yeah, and stuff like family. that. You know what I mean? I think that that motivates her more than anything else. Yeah, because I mean, he really failed his marriage. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's right. gonna fail. Now he failed the other woman he loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Speaking of his marriage, uh, most understanding ex-wife ever yeah. in a TV show that, that, that I've seen recently. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like, uh, yeah, they're not completely divorced from what we can tell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, legal separation, mm-hmm. but she's very understanding, and mm-hmm. there was no cliche about her like like, oh, we can make this work out. Yeah. But even though like at the very end, they kind of hint that it might work yeah. out. But but throughout the whole thing, even though he's super vulnerable, mm-hmm. super like I want to take care of him. Right. Nope. She she understands. No, no, no. You screwed Wait. up. You have issues, mm-hmm. and we can't be together mm-hmm. if you have issues. Just boundaries and stuff. Just like boundaries. That. Yeah. But I, I, I think we should start at the beginning too. The first episode, it's just fantastic. Or the it, first twenty minutes. Yeah, it's just gripping. Yeah. It's just as good as anything you see on TV or in the movies. You're just, you're just in the middle of the situation, you, and then you, and you, you're actually, you're very, uh, what do you call it, empathetic too. Uh, to uh, Richard Madden's character and stuff like that. Right. And what's great about that is they pl- they take your expectations, your empathy, and they flip it. Is, is it by the end of the first episode or second episode where his uh, his his old army buddy wants him to kill the kill kill the lady and stuff? I like think that. that's by the second episode. Yeah, and he, and he considers it. You know, it's an actual thought in his head, right? You know what I mean? Well, no, no, well, no, he no, says no, no. He talks about how in the past that that was yeah, in his go, head. Right. Yeah. Like like when I go back, you know, I'm gonna kill people. Like mm-hmm. I hate these people. Right. The people that put. put him and his comrades in harm's way for unjust war. Right, and all that but stuff. his military friend was saying, "No, no, you have to, you have to still think that yeah, way." Yeah. As mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, he's yeah. been ch- kind of changing his mind about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, think, I think that's fantastic. I think that's a really that really uses the empathy you you, you garnered from him in the first episode and really flips it on his head. It's it's fantastic. I think it's great. You know what I mean? I think that's a, a in a in a in a in a series that's full of twists and turns. I think that's one of the better ones. It's really great. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I, I should have coined the 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 suggestion that a lot of people online have done. Watch the first twenty minutes. If you're still not into watching the rest of the show, mm-hmm. then you can go ahead and stop. How can you not be the first into the first twenty minutes? Right. It's fantastic. Then, yeah, yeah, after the first twenty minutes, if you're not convinced to watch the rest of the series, then yeah, I guess you yeah. may as well just stop. It's not for you. It's not well, for you. You're not, you're not into good things. You're not into <laughs> entertainment and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because the first twenty minutes of the first episode, it, you just it just sucks you in. So right. like, it's fantastic. You know what I mean? It's you know him dealing with the train, his yep. his, his, his kids, and then you know there's two terrorists. What, what, does, what does he know? What does she know? And all yep. that stuff. Not only that, but comparing comparing to again with the twenty. Before, if this was Jack Bauer, this was this yeah. wouldn't be how he would have acted. Exactly, and that's what I mean. It's he's completely empathetic because you because you realize uh, she he is sympathetic to the, the the lady because he spent all that time you know in that in the in Afghanistan or whatever mm-hmm. and, you know he he understands where she's coming from and stuff like that you know what I mean 
It's it's great. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Ba- Jack Bauer was like, oh, because she's a girl. I don't know what you do. When when he said when he when he told the train the train conductor, hey, go ahead and unlock these doors. Mm-hmm. That that would be exactly what Jack Bauer would do. Kick her out of the, the yeah. train while it's still yeah. moving, right? Uh-huh. And it would blow up in the distance. Yeah. yeah. But no, that doesn't that doesn't happen. He would have kicked her out the door. And said, <laughs> what was a girl? Really? What? All right. What's for dinner, guys? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's great. It's just fantastic. And what I loved about another thing I loved about that first episode. By the end of the series, in the sixth episode, everything gets flipped. You know what I mean? Yep. He ends up wearing the, the bomb vest, and he has to save his own life and stuff like that. It's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's great. It's like, it's like a bookend for the, for the series. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's good stuff. And not only that, but it brings back again the, the, the female terrorist girl. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's revealed that she's behind the whole yeah. thing. Now, not completely behind, but she's like the right. main... One right, of the main exactly. bad guys. She is in the bomb she, maker yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, which in a way is kind of progressive and kind of not. <laughs> I think it's fine. I mean, it's not. I don't want to live in a world where we're completely blind to to foreign terrorism, you know, man, yeah. what they look like and stuff like that. It's just, it's just like, it's just like, it, it just, but it just should just be based on facts. You know what I mean? Not it true, should be based, true. you know, what I mean, on emotion. But you know the, I mean? the advantage of having a twenty-four episode season, season like twenty-four, is that they get to build this terrorist character, so mm-hmm. you get to understand their their mindset, mm-hmm. and when they die, you don't. You don't completely hate them. You right. understand why they got to that point. Mm-hmm. For her character, yeah. you don't really get that. You don't really get yeah. the backstory, and, sure. and then by the end, you don't really care if. Actually, what I'm, I'm curious about is: Do you think the actual husband is sort of like the one? That, hey, it's like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Was she building a bomb? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, hey, it's good. Yeah, so yeah. it's good times. It's good time, and I, I do, I do like. I think one of the biggest twists again is the revealing that the government was not involved. Yeah, which is very like a British thing, I guess, because mm-hmm. in in America. The government will completely be yeah. involved, right? Yeah. If it but, was an American TV show. Well, it's, they're still into very shady stuff. There's, there's very, it's still very horrible, horrific things. But there's, it's just like you know, it's like where you get caught, or you know, they're into bad stuff, but just not the bad stuff. The the one that the the bombing stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, I guess the expression of lesser of two evils, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but but I did I did like how they they kind of strung us along into assuming it was the the service department, what, the secret service and stuff like that. Yeah, well, but I, I guess I don't, I don't think they were called secret service. They were like or shadow, not secret service. It was service something. This, yeah, it was something service, something or service security something. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or the deep state security or, service. Yeah, whatever. I think it was yeah. security service. Yeah, but it turns out I think if I remember correctly, what it turns out is they were just trying to get that tablet back, right, with all the different secrets, right? Because it like has that. the the scandal stuff. Yeah, exactly. So everybody had different motivations, and you learn it, and the way the review and stuff it's all, it's all good stuff yeah Big and, and I also like how the, the the Asian the main the only real main Asian character was the bomb the bomb oh, right. diffuser guy mm-hmm. right the, but and, and I, I like I like how how he, I kind of like how he handled situation mm-hmm. you know it, this wasn't like some some uh, fantasy sequence where mm-hmm. like okay I'm, I'm completely gonna help you buddy mm-hmm. you know, yeah. no no he kept his distance yeah. he knew the limits of his job oh. and, and he, he knew the fact that I don't know you guy what Okay, okay, okay. This will be a nice jumping off point to the problems I had with the series. Okay, good. And, and the problems I had with the series was sort of like the back half of the last episode and stuff like that. Because everything sort of wrapped up a little bit too neatly. You know what I mean? Right. It, he proved... As that, if they didn't know they were going to have a second season. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything kind of got wrapped up. Like, they he found they found out he... Uh, what do you call it? He knew the shooter. Mm-hmm. No consequence. He found that... They found out he was... You know, he had an affair with the lady. And no real consequences, you know, and stuff. You know what I mean? And then he went eventually does go to therapy and you know, you know, starts taking care of his PTSD. His wife kind of winks at him at the end, like, hey, we might get yeah. back to it. I thought everything kind of just wrapped up a yeah, little bit too. There was neatly. no talk about suspension either, huh? There was yeah. no talk about suspension. It Doing was just suspension. like you had to go to therapy, 
And then welcome back to the forest. Yeah. It was kind of like that. He did, he did a lot of crazy shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? He did a lot of crazy. And one of the things I, I thought was, did I miss it? But what was the reason why the Asian bomb uh, diffusing guy didn't didn't do it and let him do it and stuff like that? Because he might blow up on him. He said he said it's actually pretty complicated. Yeah. And there's a, there's a high probability of of it blowing up. Yeah, but that's my problem. That's my other problem with this with the thing. That's that's your job though. I'm sorry, but that's your job. Your job is to defuse the bomb, man. You can't just you can't just say hey. Well, maybe their maybe their standard of operating procedure is different. It's like say the bomb maker. If the only way to defeat the bomb is to mm-hmm. get the guy killed, mm-hmm. just just blow him up. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think going into the job, your life is supposed to be at risk. That's your job. You have to go try to defuse it. I don't this think this isn't the hurt locker. You don't see him in the body yeah. armor. But I, I, I think that's. A, I think the only reason why I have a problem with it because I think that's just a plot device for him. To escape and jump up, you know, get to yes. the next. No, you're right. You're you know right. what I mean? I think that's the only reason why. It goes back to what I'm saying. How how there's some convenient writing in this in yeah. this series. Oh yeah, and the other thing is, once he jumps, once he escapes from from everybody, he, you know, the guy, uh, the big reveal with his boss being the the inside person. You know what I mean? Right, that, that, right. That's a little bit. That's a little. To be fair, weird. didn't think about that. Yeah, did not think about her. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking about everybody else but her. Mm-hmm. Because I, because I, I think they minimized her role in the series enough right. that you forgot that she exists. Well, she did walk away from that from that Bob situation. Was, hey, you're on your own, buddy. I'm out of here. Yeah, you but I mean? I mean, it's not her job to stick around. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was just really convenient that the mobster would go meet with her and then you know they get to, she, well she, by that point on you knew it was her. Yeah, that's so, the thing. But still, it's just I guess everything just sort of wrapped up a little bit too easily at the end. So that's not only that, but the uh the the girl who used to work for the the, the yeah. yeah what happened to her yeah. You know, she just cooperated and then... She's good too. Yeah, but I, I suppose that, that, that technically isn't a plot hole. It's just a plot that wasn't revealed to us. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but yeah, but but for the most part, it, it was very engaging. You yes, essentially, very much. At the end of every episode, you kind of want to go to the next one right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, and it's only six episodes. So it's it's it was very convenient. Yeah, we there's some really great action sequences that we haven't mentioned. The one where she, uh, she gets shot at, you know what I mean, uh, from the from the from the hotel from the rooftop and stuff. That's a great great sequence and stuff like that. That is a great sequence. Really uh, although I question why again did he not just say that he knew the guy? I have no idea. Well, I think it's just like uh, guilt by association. Well, you know, I think one of those things where once you uh, you you open yourself up to people, government looking into your life and stuff like that. I don't think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the, what do you call it? Uh, Hitchcock thing, where everybody, uh, you know, the police are always after you. They always they always think you're guilty no matter what. You know, they assume you're guilty, and they'll just find the evidence to back up their assumption. You know what I mean? That's True, my but I think I think if I was to choose, if I was him, I would tell him, "Hey, I knew who he was, and I'm telling you, I knew who he was. Yeah. I'm not involved." Clearly, I'm not involved because I told you who it was. Because if I didn't tell you who it was, then maybe I'm involved. And but if al- I told you who it was, I'm definitely. And not you can involved. also point at point at yourself and say, "Hey, you know what? You see this blood on me? Oh, this guy <laughs> shot him. This man. I can't be involved. This guy. Why would I? Yeah, why would I? Really it's, it's not his blood. Though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at all his blood. You know, look at this. I. You know, it's like, come on. But yeah, good times. Yeah, I mean, you could argue like, like, well. Uh, maybe they, they could accuse him for blaming for for killing for getting the guy to kill himself yeah. to to cover the fact. Because I mean, mm-hmm. like what he said, they were looking for a fall guy. I guess he was the perfect yeah. fall guy. Yeah, all this time. Well, his biggest fear or his or the other people's uh, use of him was like to to be like a fall guy or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, all, all the way from the beginning, right? Because they, they clearly they clearly knew he had PTSD and he mm-hmm. assigned him to her, right? Just because they knew that he was going to screw things up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah, it, it it does it does seem like if you if I rewatch this this season, everything will kind of fall into place. You go, oh, I see what they did there. Sure. Oh, I see mm-hmm. what they did mm-hmm. there. But the, the the through line here is that I like the fact that Richard Madden was able to make his character very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. 
um, like I said, I like Jack Bauer, who is essentially a superhero. Mm-hmm. He's actually a very human. He's yeah. actually like, I don't want to die. You yeah. Know? The last, the last episode where he has his bomb strapped on him, and he he's at the the breaking point. For like, you you see it all in his eyes. You know what I mean? Right. He's just right there. Any minute, he 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 really fears for his life and stuff like that. It's 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 really good acting. And then the little bit where he he tells him to change the the radio frequency so he's all he's also thinking at the same time you know what i mean it's really really powerful acting and a lot of great like uh internal acting too a lot he doesn't have like a he really doesn't have a best friend where he bounces off of you know what i mean to convey that internal uh terror and you know emotion and stuff like that 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 torture it's really good stuff it's really good you know so there are scenes where he's just in his room, sitting alone, you know what I mean. And the camera's just on him, you know what I mean. And then you you can you, you can see what's going on in his internal mind and heart and stuff like that. And it's really good, really good acting. Yeah, it is, it is, it mm-hmm. is. I I also like the fact that um, he he was kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sexy. He is sexy, <laughs> sexy. man. Well, he's, he's a, a sexy man. He's a good looking yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. But 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 it, it, it was a kind of case like I know like I said I'm comparing it to Jack Bauer. Jack mm-hmm. Bauer. There were seasons where they kind of deal with his PTSD and all mm-hmm. that stuff and how everything is traumatic, mm-hmm. but not in the way that he does it here. And, and just the way he says, mom, mom, you know, yeah. he's very polite. The yeah. whole politeness thing yeah. kind of works for me. Yeah. I know it's probably a British thing, but yeah. it's, it really it's, works for me. Yeah, there's a lot of shades and stuff. Like when he's on work, when he has the thing the air plugged in his thing and he's protecting her, he's very professional and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, it's like when he's off, when he's off duty. He it kind of breaks apart, you know what I mean? He drinks apart too much. He yells at his ex wife and all that stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and by the way, side note: Did you also watch it with the subtitles on? Of course, yeah, of course, because that Scottish accent is thick, man. That that my man, my man has a very thick accent. I have no idea what he's saying. Most to be of fair, that. I I always watch a close captioning one, but but yeah, it, yeah. it helps. But yeah, if, but if you could if you could double or turn subtitles to hundred percent or something like that, I, you would do it for the series because you definitely need the subtitles. You know what I mean? You need subtitles on maximum because that Scottish accent, like I said, is is, is a thick one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep yeah. I, I don't know where else they're gonna go with season two if, if season two is gonna happen. Did they even announce season two? No, they did not. I'm okay. I'm told this is one of the things where I'm totally okay with. Yeah, this is this is fine. Yeah. One I, and done. I think all it takes is Netflix going to the BBC. Hey, we're willing to fund the next season if you guys are willing yeah. to. Because this is one of those ones where they just bought from the BBC, right? BBC. No, I, I think it's I think it's co-produced by Netflix. Is it really? Oh, I yeah. thought it was one of the things that BBC made and they just bought it, the rights to it. That's apparently, there's a lot of. Uh, well, this is this is off tangent from the show here, mm-hmm. but but apparently. The BBC, the BBC is government owned. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Their funding is very lax. Very, not very lax. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a lot of funding. Right. So right. the people like Netflix are going in and go, "Hey, if we if we co-produce this show with you, uh, would you ha- would you give us international rights for the rest of the world?" Mm-hmm. On Netflix? Do they say it to the producers or to the British government? I think it's either the BBC or the producers. Interesting. Okay. You know, so I think I think it really comes like Black Mirror. Yeah. Like Netflix saved Black Mirror. The BBC was never going to continue Black Mirror because they have that thing where it's like, hey, two seasons at most, you're done. You're, no, no, you're no, it's a money thing. Oh, the money. They, they rather spend it on something else. Oh, okay. You know, and and this is this is this is a story that that, that I only know about because I I'm looking at the backstory on why Doctor Who season the next season is taking forever, mm-hmm. and there's all this stuff about like, oh yeah, it's because the BBC this, BBC that, money, money, this, the money, money, they move money, money, money around. Like yeah, so so so, and I'm guessing Bodyguard same thing too. It's yeah. like like yeah, we wouldn't mind having a second season, but uh, first let's come up with the money first. Yeah, but my whole thing is like with the second season, then you're coming into like John McCain territory. It's like oh, happened to Another me again. Day. Oh, <laughs> again. Oh, god damn it. Who's gonna who's he gonna be a bodyguard of this? Time? Yeah. 
they're going to do the opposite. In 24, they sent Jack Bauer to London. Yeah. So now they're going to send him to the US. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's my only thing. Like, that's my only gripe. Like, you know, how many times is he going to bodyguard somebody and shit ha- it's shit's going to happen to him and stuff like that? You know what I mean? It could be like also like an under siege thing. Oh, him and his ex wife and the kids yeah. are all, like, maybe not anymore ex wife, are on a cruise yeah. Yeah. and the terrorists. That- that's what I'm saying. It could be a speed thing. <laughs> oh, first time the bus, now it's a boat. Ah, oh, what are the chances? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. But I, big thumbs up. Yeah. I, like, I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed this a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think the problem is calling the season, the series bodyguard because now with the next with the next story they're gonna have to come up with another bodyguard type yeah. of yeah. reasoning for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, I like it a lot. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Netflix picks it up. But then I wouldn't be sad if they don't. Yeah, because like like you said. They wrapped everything up. Yeah, yeah. But before we continue on, um, go ahead and make a, a comparison with the Punisher, with the PTSD thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like the Punisher also has has to do with, you know, PTSD, basically. He goes to a war in the Middle East. He comes back, try to re- reassimilate. And then, you know, uh, he doesn't get a lot of help from uh, from the government and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't know where to direct his anger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, and there's also conspiracy of the government and stuff like that. So, yeah. There's a little, but the thing is, the... The only thing is, the it just feels more genuine. It just feels more authentic in the bodyguard, in, in the bodyguard versus the Punisher and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that's 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 the thing I got. Some people say of oh, twenty four. The vibe I got was like a better version of uh, the PTSD aspect of, of Punisher and just PTSD uh, stories in general and stuff like that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I think the big difference here is that in the Punisher, PTSD gives him strength. Mm-hmm. In bodyguard, PTSD is actually a hindrance. Yeah. As you expect it to be in real life. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And I, but actually, when I was thinking about the Punisher PCS, I was thinking about the the the, the other character. You know, maybe the the secondary character, the one that made the the the, the bomb and stuff like that. You know? Oh, I got that you. sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, but, but, but what you're saying is exactly right. You know, what I mean, it does seem like Punisher gets, gets strengthened from the from the PTSD, yeah. and his, his trauma his, gives him more skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is obviously a hindrance. It destru- totally destroys his marriage and affects his work and all that good stuff. It mm-hmm. does. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All good right. Times. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. This was episode two eighteen of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Where's Why Network. <laughs>